Uh, today's uh, daf is daf tedvav, and we start a few lines down from where, where we left off. So Rabun Barchia b'shem Rab Shmuel bar Rav Ritzak Baye. So Rabun, the son of Chia, said, said that uh, Rab Shimon, in name of Rab Shimon bar Yitzak, the following question: Govel or Gvul, as we're more familiar with it. That's where Pinemoshek is Gores. That Gvul is that border. If you remember that raised surface of a tefach that we've been discussing, that if it's placed around the six by six garden patch, you could plant other minim. We said, Mahu miyad muksha. Now, what is muksha? So to appreciate muksha, we'll learn in the coming Mishnah, not just yet, but the, a few up in time, um, that there are certain other minim that the alima mistabech, they grow long leaves, they've got big, and they start mistabech, and they, therefore they're treated differently to other vegetables. And we, just, we will see in the Mishnah about how they're planted alongside um, one another, that the spacing's different. But what the question that the Mishnah will discuss in a number of Mishnah time is as follows. It says, if someone has a field of betzalim, of onions, and he wants to plant within that field, he has rows of onions, and he wants to plant in that shurot, rows of diluim, pumpkins. Now, that's one of the muksha. The mukshas are diluim, kishrim, and polmitri. What does he have to do? So Rabbi Shmael says, okay, stay short. He has to pull out two rows. Now, each row is four amot wide. And then he can then he plants umaniach, sorry, and he only plants one shura. The red here is a diluia, right? The, the red, because as I said, they're um, again they're mistabech, they're treated differently by other vegetables. Whereas our green is our color code usually for vegetables. But, and you can only plant one row. Then Now you can leave the kama back in those two rows here in the middle once again. And then you okay stay short, you take out two rows The point is is that if I'm planting these rows of, um, of, of pumpkins within the field, I have to ensure that there's a 12 amot spacing between them. Now, normally I can do two, two min of one, two min of the next. I can keep going like that. They look, look like two different sadot. As we'll learn, if you're kishu and dulim, you can do two, then two, then two right next to each other. But as you can see from the picture, when I pull out two rows of onions, I can only plant one row in between for amot y of these pumpkins. In order so that there's a 12 amot spacing in between. The reason for that is a Rabishmal, because because the Mistabech, again, the leaves grow wildly, I have to ensure they're separated sufficiently, otherwise it's going to look like Kilai. This is important, by the way, you'll see in a moment. Now Rabbi Kiva says, no, as long as I have a spacing of eight amot in between, that's sufficient. I can place two, then two, then two, then two, and that's not a problem. I can simply pull out two rows of my uh, of my onions and then replace them with two rows of pumpkins. Again, provided that I'm leaving two rows in between the pumpkins, that would be sufficient. So the machloka we see here, importantly, we'll, we'll also see that there's 12 rows, but once it's 12 rows, again, I don't want to confuse you too much with that mission now, but just let's try and glean that one principle from here, is that the, the spacing between the muksha, between these, these uh, more... Uh, wild, if you like, vegetables. According to Rabbi Ishmael, has to be 12 apart. According to Rabbi Kiva, it's eight amot apart. Otherwise, it's going to look like a mixture. It's going to look like a balaga. Okay. Now, the reason why that's important here, because the Gemara is asking the following question. It says, Rabbi Bun says, What happens if I planted one of these mukshas? The first explanation that I'm showing is Rabbi Chaim. What if I planted that in the middle? Can I still say that my gvul, on the gvul, I can plant other minim or not? Like I said, with normal vegetables. Now, there's just as here we treat this mukcha more chamur, is it also chamur in the, in the in our standard case of our vegetables in a patch? Can I plant that one min in the middle, have my gvul and plant 12 on the outside or not? Okay. 
Or is it like, is that like any other vegetables or more chamor? By the way, the Marafuldus simply says, can I have, can my gvul be a separation? That's, that's another way of explaining it. It might be a bit simpler to, to visualize or understand. But in any event, um, the, Mish, the Gemara says this now. It says, Normally with Zra'im, the separation you need between normal grain like wheat, barley, the separating which says Esra Amot Machetz is a bit rather is ten and a half Amot. There we said Engvul Matzil Adam, because we said before that the whole principle of six, way Rochaim explains the whole principle of six in one in, in a patch, and also if you have a Gvul on the outside, all those principles only apply to Yerakot, only vegetables, but not wheat, as we learn in the Mishnah. So therefore, Gvul doesn't apply to wheat. So therefore, Mukcha, where I had to have a separation, we said here not of ten Amot. But according to Rebbe, uh, Rebbe Shmal, 12 Amot, Kalvachomer, this concept of a gul, gul won't work for it. In other words, it sounds like what we're learning from that later Mishnah is that these um, more wild vegetables are treated more chamur, more strictly, at least according to Rebbe Shmal, than, than normal Zraim. So if this concept, concept of a gvul doesn't apply to Zraim, Kalvachomer, it doesn't apply to this muksha, these, um, these more wild vegetables. Okay, um, fine. Uh, but by the way, just if you if you're interested from our full day, he says because also for for as we'll see for wheat, if you're talking about wheat, you need a proper mechitza, not a little gvul. So again, kavachomer for these wild vegetables. Okay. Now the next question, Rabbi Bun Barabchia says as follows: Muksha um, No, I, sorry, I didn't change the text. What about Muksha atzmo maushiatzil barosh gvul? I should change the text. I'm in such I'll do that. It says Muksha atzmo. What about what about the Muksha? What if it's on the rosh gvul? Now, according to Reb Chaim, the first question was it was inside the patch and there was other vegetables on the gvul. Now the question is, what happens if my Muksha's on the gvul? Will that work? Okay. Um, or is because now it's raised up? Maybe it's maybe we can treat it differently despite the fact it's more wild. Um, which is again a similar similar parish from Marafulder as well that it's talking about if it's planted on the gvul. Actually, the um the uh, not the kishuim, the um no the kishuim are planted on the Rosh gvul and the not patsal, this should be um the um yeah, so and, and other vegetables on the sides. The kishuim are like diluim, they're like uh, the crazy things. So we say gvul. So once again, Ma'im just as Ra'im Bizraim, what do we say? By normal grain, we said that you need to have a space of ten and a half between them. That's not going to be sufficient. You can't just simply plant it on the. You can't, it, as we said already, by Reb Chaim, this concept of Rosh Gul doesn't apply to Zraim. But when it comes to Mukshah, it's in its soul. Now, Shmona Amot seems to be Shitat Rabbi Akiva. That, that, in other words, it seems to be a Quintra Rabbi Akiva. This uh, Diluim is more, uh, more uh, Mekil. Now that's that's a that's a that's a shvacha kavachomer. It's quite the opposite. We're trying to say that kavachomer that diluim is more diluim and muksha kishuim and like a more chamur. And you've just showed how it's more mekil. So I'm Rabbi Yudah Nabu. The Rabbi Man never had any fan who kolsha again. Is that really a kolsha again? So no lo elahachan who ma imzraim bizraim. So let me get the, he said let me get the kavachomer straight. Ma imzraim bizraim. Just when it comes to grain, the separation is normally ten amot and mechetza. It says esra amot and mechetza. Doesn't work because we said it's completely out of the parsha of this concept of a Yerek and a and Rosh Gvul, as, as we said by Reb Chaim. One second, when it comes to Mukcha, 
that um, that that we that again at least according to Rabbi Yishmael only that you need twelve amot. Therefore, it's more chamor. Kavachomer rosh gvul won't work. Okay, and if you're interested in Marafulda, Marafulda also says something very similar. But in terms of rosh gvul, shonemar it'll only be a rakot, but rather you need it. Um, you need a proper chizah. What were you going to say? Sorry. Now in in my Gemara it says Omer Rabbi Yudan avoid Rab Mesal Yivahen Kol Shik Ela Ela yeah, but that's about tell you why that, that that's that's clearly a a yeah. need correcting. That's clearly needs correcting. Why does it need correcting? Because Zraim, the separation is We know by Zraim by we clearly it's a bait rover. So that's why in mine I have for sure Uh, okay. Uh, okay, you can look at it that way, but I'm saying that the the gra changes it, and the, the, even it's the, the, it's the minimum, the minimum. It. Yeah, yeah. In it. other words, in other words, we're trying to build out a kavachomer here. The kavachomer here is that it's ten and a ten and a half as a bait rova by Zerayim, whereas at least according to Rabbi Ishmael, it's more than that. You need twelve to separate the muksha. So this muksha is more chamer than Zerayim. So clearly, the the being on the rosh gvul, meaning mamash on top of it, wouldn't yeah. uh, wouldn't help if it doesn't work for Zerayim. But then, then what did the second uh, uh, part from the Kalvachomer say to you? Say, says by you, Jisne Bishnema Sa'ama Vachetzi Bami, Ena Nitzulim Boroshagvul. Mukshah Shu Nitzal Bashtema Srelo Kolshagan. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. Then, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. Yeah. So that this whole sugya of Muksha, as I said, we've sort of been hit with it a bit hard early, but we're going to see it over the next few dubbings. So don't be uh, too overwhelmed by it now. But in any event, we're trying. But, Again, I've also tried to show, I hope I didn't confuse you too much by showing the two different shit of understanding what the discussion of Rosh Kibul is. Um, I showed you Reb Chaim, but I wasn't, but uh, I, I, I was a bit difficult to visualize some of Reb Chaim. That's why I showed the Marafulda as well. Um, but it's, uh, but clearly what would still, comes out of the Sugya is that that it seems to be, sorry, I'm just scrolling like crazy for you. Let, this is the next Sugya. Um, it seems to be that it seems that this Muksha seems at least a quintra, only a quintra Bishmal, I should say quite clearly, is Muhammad than Zrain. So if this Rosh Gvul or the Gvul, however you understand it, doesn't apply to Zraim, Kavachomer, it wouldn't help us in the case of these more Chamor, these more wild vegetables, okay? Which were Kishuim, Diluim, and um, Pulmitri. Okay? Fine. Let's now continue. Kol min Zraim enzurim ba'aruga. When it comes, this whole concept of a six by six patch, you can plant multiple minim, that only applies to vegetables. It does not apply to Zraim. Right, Zrayim, we generally we, we said applies the, is like grains. We've been saying like um, uh, wheat, barley, things like that. For kolmin yarakot, when it comes to vegetables, well, yes, zorim baruga, that can that's when it applies. Now we talk about certain things that there's questionable how you define them. Are they min zrayim or are they min yarakot? So so charda funim hashufin min zrayim. So when it comes to mustard or small beans, um, then we say that they are min zeronim. zeronim. They are like zrayim meaning that we treat the mocham or you cannot plant them in this uh, in the small aruga. However, afunim gamlonim aminyarek. These large style beans, they are aminyarek and they can be planted. Now, Now, we've said previously, if you have a six by six, you have this gvul tefach around the outside, you can plant more minim. We said one in the middle and 12 on the outside, you get to 13 and 20 chachamim. Okay, that was this picture here, right? This one here. Okay. Now, what happens if you planted it nicely and it rained or something happened and the gvul collapsed slightly? Do we say that, oh, you don't have a gvul now, you're in trouble? 
the Mishnah that says that no, she he, the wife say kasha, why she Since when you planted it, it was planted in Bakashot, it remains to be fine. Now Hatelim Vamatamaim. So Hatelim is a furrow. We'll learn exactly. We discussed this in yesterday's year, but we're going to see it in more detail now. And a matamaim or stream that dried up. She amokima tefach, that they're tefach deep. Importantly, that's a dimension. Zorin latochan, you can plant inside them shlosha zeronim. You can plant three zerim. Echad mikan vechad mikan vechad ba'emtza. The way we've been explaining it means one on one side of the bank, one on one side, and one down below in the telet. There is another explanation. Perhaps you could suggest we're talking about within the telem itself, but, for, but just so I don't confuse you too much, we're, gonna, we're going to continue with the shita because that's where Abhaim really goes through the sugya. Um, we're talking about one on one side, one on one other side, and one down below in that farah. That's a, that's a three minute. And the reason why he explains it this way is because it's clear that he understands, according to the Rishalmi later on, it's clear that's why you have to understand it. As opposed to the maybe other uh, other ways, but the, the Yoshami seems to understand it that way. Okay, now call minzraim. All minzraim, we say are we say they're planted in the planted in the um, it can be planted in a aruga. Now we say as follows: minzraim. So chardal master and afunim they're considered minzraim. They cannot be planted in that area. Now we say shizar and yerek. Even if they're planted for for its for the vegetable itself. We say, they cannot be planted there. In other words, even if you plant it for the vegetable and not the seed, it still has a, has a din of zra'im and it cannot be planted there. Now, afunim ha-gamlunim, upol mitzri, when it comes to these other, uh, other vegetables, these large beans and the pol mitzri, this Egyptian bean, we say it depends. Shazar and legerek, if it's planted for vegetables, sorry, I'll start making it start again. Shazar and lezera, if it's planted for the seeds, then it has the status of zra'im, and therefore cannot be planted in this aruga. However, zaran liyarak, if it's been if it's planted for its vegetables, then it's treated differently, and you can plant it within the aruga. Okay. Now the shar zironegina, any other garden variety seeds that are planted, we say that are not eaten, despite the fact someone might be planting it for their seeds. We say despite the fact that they planted for their seeds, because generally they are always planted for their food. Therefore, they're treated like a yarak and not ninoto agaberuga. They can be planted, as we said, in this in this in this five within this configuration of six by six. Now, let's go back to the case, next case in the Mishnah. The next case in the Mishnah is what happens if on the, we planted on the gvul on that border that raised tefach gvul around the outside of Ma'aruga, and then it collapsed. We said if it collapsed, it doesn't matter. Since it was planted by Kashrut, it stays to be Kashrut. So Amar of Imi, Hadad At Amar Lizraim Shabo. That's only talking about the Zraim that were already planted there before the collapse. Halizroabol Kitchila, meaning Lechatchila. If you want to now plant within that border in the area that's collapsed, we say that it's Asur. You should not do that. That should be clear. What happens, however, avar vizara, what happens if one does plant in a collapsed region? So he, let's say he only planted 11 there and there was one space. It collapsed and then he planted there. We say avar vizara, we say mechar elu mutarim, af elu mutarim. This is fascinating. What we're saying now is because the other ones that are pre-existing are mutar, because of that, that which is planted after, again, bidiyeva, the chili shouldn't do that, or in that framed area, in that gvul, would be mutar. Meaning, meaning those that were there are matzil at that which is added after. 
So Rabbi Yirmiya Baye, Nicha Ne'ekru Ashnim Arishon Mutarim. If you've plucked out the ones that were planted after, obviously the ones that are, were there from the beginning are still Mutarim. What happens though, if Ne'ekru Arishonim Hashnim Mahen? In other words, the, the ones that were originally there, they're fine. Then it, some of it collapsed. And we said that if Bidiyev you planted some extra ones in, some, on, in that what was the border area, then they're Mutar. What happens now if all those ones that were there originally were plucked out and all you're left with is that which was planted after the collapse? Meaning, do we say that since it was originally saved by the ones that were pre-existing, it continues to be mutar? Or do we say that since the ones that were there that were saving are no longer there, it's now asul? So to answer the question, we go to Masech the Kalim, believe it or not. It says, Nishiminim Nehada. We say we have a mitah, a bed. Shenitlu shte arukot shela. But what happened is, is the two arukot, the two long beams, again, a, a bed is rectangular in shape, right? So the, there are long sides and there are narrow sides. Narrow sides, sorry, short sides that go on the width of the bed. So we have a, a big bed and what you've done, it was, became tame. And you took out, you replaced the long beams of the bed. And importantly, the slots, the holes that were there to put the arukot in have not been changed. Now, why is that important? The reason why that, that's important is because when you remove the big beams, the long beams, it, 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 because you didn't change the slots, it means that the bed, what is remaining is still tameh. That's very important. In other words, it's not considered as if you broke the bed when you took those long beams out. Okay, you with me still? Now, if the new ones break, tameh are the bed still tameh. Because you can just slot in the uh, slot in other beams and it's, it remains the However, the shanot, if the old beams, the short ones at the top and the bottom of the bed break, now we say the bed is Torah. Why? Because now we look at what was the last one that was there. And the last one that there are new beams that were tower that were really tahor beams, which is interesting. In other words, let's go through the story again. You have a, a bed that was tamen. So once, when the bed's tummy, find it's tummy. You replace the long beams in a way that didn't break the bed. So, th so the whole bed remains to be tummy. Okay. Now, if those long beams break, the bed stills tummy because all you do is replace it with new beams, the bed's tummy. However, if the, the, the beams that were there, the short beams that were there when the bed originally became tummy break, despite the fact the long beams are there, we say now the bed is completely tahor. Because why? Those long beams are only tame, if you like, agav, if you, if you use that word, the pre-existing beams that were there from the beginning. Now that those pre-existing short beams are broken, effectively you've got two tower beams. Now we go by agav, yeshanot, we go by what, what was there last, and you've got a tahor bed. What do we mean mashma from here? We're, mashma, we're deriving as follows. Hada amar What that means is as follows. We can learn from that sugya in Tumantara by Kalim for our case here. Meaning as soon as you pull out, in other words, again, that which you planted after the border collapsed, we say are fine. Agav, why? Because of the pre-existing um, things that were planted. But as soon as, meaning when the, when the border was still intact. However, once you pull out those pre-existing ones, there's nothing, there's nothing there in order to save, if you like, anymore, that which was planted after the collapse. So those ones would now be Asur. You'd have to pull them out of the ground first, really. You wouldn't be able to leave them there. Okay? That's how I mashma for a moment.
Okay, let's continue. Rabbi Yona says, Amar Amar Rabbi Zira Rabbi Imi Tarbayo B'Shem Yochan Echad Amar Sumchim Legeder Ve'In Sumchim Legvul. Some say that that you can you can what is in Sumchim Legeder Ve'In Sumchim Legvul. What this means is you can you can um, here. What it means is as follows. Let's say uh, a geder. Once you have a geder, you can have it fully. In other words, a fence. You can plant some vegetables on either side of that fence without any separation whatsoever. However, for a gvul, now this is important from here on out to the end of to the next Mishnah, Reb Chaim explains like the rush, which is that what it means is if you've got a yerek on the top of the gvul and a yerek on the bottom, you still need your one and a half tfachim space between them. So therefore, it means you cannot plant all the way to the gvul, because the gvul is only one tefach high. So therefore, what you need to do is you need to have an extra half tefach on the floor next to the gvul before you can place the yerek. Okay? And by the way, that's exactly how we explained the Mishnah before. If you look in this picture, in the, in, in the, this is according to the rush, if you recall. We said when you're planting on the gvul, the reason why you can only plant one thing in the middle because you have to leave a chati tefach at the bottom. This is the first, this is like back to the first picture on the second page. Okay? So let's go back now to the first picture on the third page. So that's why here we say you need one tefach and a half tefach at the bottom. That, that's what it means, in somchim l'gvul. But if it was a geder, a proper tent fachim high fence, that's a different story. You can go all the way to it. Okay. And that's number one. That's statement number one. Um, that's state number two. amar kasher. If you have a gvul that collapsed, it's kosher, as we said, because it was planted beheter. However, a geder shnit ma'et, a fence that collapsed, meaning a, fence, a proper tent fachim fence that collapsed, then we say, puzzle, you don't have a good enough separation anymore. We don't say since it was planted beheter, it's still okay. When it comes to a fence collapsing, you're in big trouble. Okay. Now the Gemara says, We don't know. Again, we've got two different, very different sort of halachic statements. We don't know um, uh, that, um, that what, uh, what Reb Zira said and which one Rebbe Imi says. So he said, the Gemara says, first resolves who said what. That Reb Zira said in there, which is the second statement. We understand that Reb Imi was the one to Amar Gvul Shindemet. Sorry, that was the first statement. Sorry, we understand that Reb Imi is the one that said the second statement, which is to Amar Gvul Shindemet, a border that collapsed the the Arakodas El Kasher. Hageder Shimed is pasul. Fine. Now, what the Gemara does now is it tries to explain as follows. Amar Reb Yossi, I didn't. It's the Reb Yossi says, look, we didn't need any of that. We didn't need those statements because because we've relearned this from our Mishnayos. We can derive it directly from the Mishnayos. What are the statements? It says as follows. That's our Mishnah. Okay? So the fact that our Mishnah says specifically a Gvul Shinit Ma'et is Kasher, Mashma what? Must mean that it's only a Gvul that and not a Geder. The fact that Mishnah specifically says a Gvul Shinit Ma'et. Okay, that's number one. Somchim lageder, I can put it close to a fence. Datanenan, as we've learned to explain at Mishnah, somech labor v'lanir v'lagapa v'laderach v'lageder shu'gvasat fachim. That's a mission we learned previously. That if you've got a sufficient fence, you can plant things on either side. Now, where do we learn ain somchim lagvul? Where do we learn the mish that, that that you cannot put right next to a gvul, which was this picture I just showed you, and that we learn from this case. Interestingly enough, it says datanenan. Hatelem va'amatamaim, which is again our Mishnah. Hatelem va'amatamaim. It says shehen amukim tefach. There are tefach deep. Okay. Zorin latocha. You can plant within it. 
Now, careful the wording here. Shlosha minim. That's like a Mishnah. Okay, I'm not sure if you have shishin in yours, but it should be shlosha. Minei zeronim. Achad mikan, v'achad mikan, v'achad be'emtsa. So we said one on one bank, one on the other bank, and one in the middle. So the assumption, importantly here, that our telem is six tfachim wide. Why is that an important assumption? Because that's what the Gemara Mashiach says. Im omer if you say they could plant all the way to the, that, the, 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 the drop down, then what? Yizralamata kamushurot. Then at the bottom, you've got a six by six tfachim space at the bottom. And in a six by six tfachim space at the bottom, how many minimum can you plant? You can plant, what do we say? Five. So why can you only plant one at the bottom? If one tefach high drop is a good, like, hefsek, then you should be able to plant at the bottom a full six by six, in a six by six tachim space, five different minim. The fact that, the, the, the fact that what, the fact that you can, it only says one min, must be because you also have to leave not one tefach down, but another half a tefach in, which means what the plantable space is only how much? Only five tfachim by five tfachim, or five tfachim wide, and therefore within that space, it's too sp- small to plant any more than one min. You hear? So I want to say it again so it's clear. Meaning, his mashma from this case, when it says if you've got a telem or a, or, a ri- or a river that's dried out, you can plant one on one bank, one on the below, and one on the other bank. And it's not considered chavush, importantly. And it, 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 the fact that it only says one in the middle must mean that you can that you that one tefach down is not enough. You also have to leave another chazi tefach. It has to be one and a half tefach. Okay. Why is that so? Because if it's six by six down below, plantable area, I can plant more than one min. I can plant. I've just learned in our mission we can learn to, uh, we can plant five. We can plant five different minim. Or contribute, we can plant six different minim. The fact you can only plant one must mean it's because my plantable space in my six by six below is less than six by six. It's only five by five because I have to leave an extra half a tefach on the sides. I can't plant all the way up to the this gvul, this gvul of one tefach high. Okay, that's again, that fits very nice. Again, this is all explained, the Reb Chaim explains according to the Rush, and it fits in quite well that way. In other words, in what's a chiddush, if I have to leave a space anyway, if I have to leave a space of one and a half tefachim anyway, what's a chiddush of saying like one above, one below, one above? Like we know that anyway, one and a half tefachim between different minim you're planting. And that the chiddush is, you might think it's because it's lowered, since it's sunk in the ground, if it really looks like it's chavush, even with a space, the might kamash malan that it's okay to do that. Okay, that's that's the thing. Now the Gemara continues. I mean, Chavraya kamei Rabbi Shmuel. The the, the Talmudim said before Rabbi Shmuel bar Avin Tifta. Why don't we say it's because the reason why is not because you have to leave another chazi tefach. Maybe it's because you've planted all the way. She has a rare barosh kavul that you've planted all the way to the the edge or to the corner, and it's sort of it's sort of hanging over a bit, and that's why you you can't plant all the way to the edge down below. But not because a kavul normally would be a problem. So therefore, Amar lo in Kene, if that's the case, Yaakov to Kelach v'Israel amata kamushrot lo mutav la'akov Kelach echad v'Israel amata kamushrot. In other words, if the if the case was that you, that it was planted all the way kind of to the mamash to the edge and over a bit, it would be in the interest of the farmer just to go along the edge and take out a few little stalks at the end so he can plant many more minim. He's not going to leave it there and to, to his detriment so he can only plant one down below. He would have been advantageous. The fact that, this, in other words, sort of don't give me the terits, don't say that the reason why could, the, the mission is saying you can only plant one down below is because it's going to the edge, because any far, farmer in his, in, in his right mind would pull out that tiny little one millimeter, if you like, little bit that's sort of going on the edges on the corners in order so they can get the much the, the, the advantage, if you like, of planting many more minimum down below. 
again, minimal minimum if he's planting lots of different vegetables. Okay, now I've got in square brackets here, just to get us to the Mishnah, Telem it says, Tanibar Kafra or Kapara, Ein Zorea Latocha Elaminechad, which is basically what we just said anyway. That down below, you can only plant up only one in. Okay, so that's the, that's the shear today. Uh, regarding the getter that falls down. Yeah. So at that point, it becomes Kalayim. So I think it's only if it's Makayim Kilayim, meaning if he keeps it allowed to grow. But we'll talk about that later when we get to Kilay Kerem. It talks about what happens if, um, if fences fall and other but things. But he couldn't like simply make the tikkun by rebuilding the fence? Oh, yeah, it can. For sure it can. They yeah. can just repair the fence. But the, the, I think, that, from memory, I think the Mishnah later on talk about exactly that, what happens if the fence collapses, how much time does he have to repair it, things like uh -huh. that. I think if it grows one, if it grows one two hundredth, then that will be Kilayim and there's going to be a problem, I think. Why do you have, why I, do you I, have I, I don't want to confuse Kilay Kerem though with Kilay's Ryan, but I think it's... Why do, you have, why do you have to fix it? it? It says, what I wrote, I wrote just on the comments, Lotizra, it says, once you Zarata, as it's kosher. Okay, so that, that runs into our discussion we are saying yesterday, that the Dindor writer is not planting Kilayim, Lotizra Kilayim. That's what we were discussing in it last year. Um, the oh. Dindor writer is that. However, we've got all these Dindor Rabbanan of Kilayim as well, that we've got issues that run, run along those lines as well. Um, that we're sort of juggling between the two when we're trying to make sense of what's the right to what's the Rabban and who's going through this Masechta. Um, I haven't made it 100% crystal clear for you yet, but Mr. Shem will build the picture as we go through the Masechta. Thank you. All right, call to everyone. Thank you.